health, happiness, and fun are our goals. So welcome to the Fit Fun Podcast. I'm Fatima Kay, your human potential coach and host today. We appreciate that you are listening. Be ready to have some fun and learn something new. We are about to get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Fit Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima Kay. You are listening to a new episode of a new segment on the Fit Fun Podcast. If you haven't heard, it's called Empowered Women. So it's a podcast dedicated for women, from women, for women, only women. That's who it's women paradise. <laughs> and we're talking about women empowerment and we're having conversation about, you know, the challenges, the lesson learned and every advice that, you know, a woman can give to another woman just to, you know, give her more power to live, you know, her best life. And today, I've, as you've seen in the title, it's all about how a woman can smash it in a man's world. And we're talking about professional life. So in a professional environment. And I'm super excited because I have a conversation. You know, I like having conversation with people. And today the uh, guest is the perfect person for that, I feel. So meet Eva Schoenwald. Uh, I practiced her family name before. <laughs> so I say it right. So she is an economist passionate about equality. And she works as a quantitative researcher at What Works for Children's Social Care in England. Um, it is a research center which focuses on improving the well-being of children involved with children's services. She's also the co-founder of the Women in Economics Initiative. Uh, it's an organization that works towards gender equality in the field of economics. And I think I would love to hear more from it for sure. It's the perfect, you know, um, I think initiative um, and entrepreneurial endeavor for, um, for this kind of segment. Um, so let's meet Eva. Hi, Eva. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So I'm uh, super, super excited. Um, so it's new that I present, uh, you know, people, you always, you know, ask people to just introduce themselves. Um, anything that I missed, like, tell me more personally, you know, who is Eva? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, um, so I'm originally from Germany. I've uh, traveled around a bit, um, have at some point found economics being the kind of topic I'm most interested in. So I'm a data person. I love working with data and doing data analysis. <laughs> so I'm one of the geeky side of econ, I guess. Um, yeah, I love doing sports outside of work, uh, meeting up with friends and yeah. Super excited, super exciting. Okay, so uh, you're a German, you live in England, and you fell in love with economics. And it's nice that we have, you know, um, so many different personalities, you know, with different interests, right? Because it's definitely not for me, 100%. You know, I love math, but I'm not, I'm someone that, you know, is more of a big picture kind of thinking than just going yeah. into details. So I've always, you know, when I meet people having, you know, skills or strength that I don't have, I always feel inspired. And I feel like, oh, thank God, you know, that there are people like you. So, you, you know, we don't have to learn everything or to be everything. <laughs> so that is so really, really cool. So 
like I said, today's topic is about, you know, how to smash it in a men's world. And you're in a perfect working environment for that, right? So let me, like, give me some facts because you're like, you're a stat person. Like, how many percent, like, what, yeah, what's the percentage of women in economics in Europe, let's say? Yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting. Like, um, I think even in my studies, there was like 20% women probably in most of the studies I did. And then I actually started off in consulting, which was uh, much more male dominated than where I am now, because children's social care is a lot more women work in it percentage wise. But then, for instance, if you look at the research team itself, that percentage goes kind of drops a bit more again. So as soon as you get towards kind of more, I think, math or data heavy sections, uh, it's more more um, men again. Um, but I think especially in consulting, we were usually around 20 percent women. And I mean, to be honest, I've been quite used to it because I think it's like something that in econ just happens and uh, you get used to it and you don't really think about it until you then kind of actively, um, you know, take a step back and you're like, oh, I'm actually, there's not that many women in my profession, is there? Uh, which is also why we started to, you know, why we founded the Women in Economics Initiative, um, because we were like, well, it's such an interesting and wide topic. And, you know, we should really encourage more women to take on that profession and also to kind of support them and equip them with what they need in kind of a more male-dominated environment. Right. And that is the, yes, perfect. So what does a woman need? Let's say from a mindset perspective, because, you know, as a human potential coach, I'm more focused on a mindset. I'm all about the mindset. For me, I truly believe that it starts there. And then everything that you get, you know, equipped with like tools and resources from like emotional, whatever other skills comes next, but you need to get your mindset right. And I always talk about this winner mindset. Uh, It's, you know, it's about being successful, um, you know, as a person um professionally and of course personally because if you don't feel successful personally whatever success you have in your professional life will never be satisfying and the goal is to truly you know kind of live your potential like live the best life that you chose so like talk to me about the mindset that a woman needs um in in that specific environment from your experience and also from the women that you met through your initiative (laughs) Sure. So I think there's several things. I think, for instance, what I realized um, going more and more through economics and meeting more women is that, for instance, I, I've i grown up loving sports. And I think my dad basically raised me like a boy. So he was always like, you know, jump further, jump higher. You can't jump as high as that guy. Come on, just do it. So I think he's really, um, I've really learned to appreciate challenges and to not see kind of a gender difference in the same way. Like I wanted to do the same thing the boys can do. Uh, I didn't care if I was just playing sports with boys. So I think that really helped me in my um, individual personal career to kind of just embrace any challenges and to like challenges. I I love any challenge, um, doesn't matter where and how. So I think that really helped in kind of having that um, kind of mindset of going into the job and wanting to perform your best and wanting to show that you're really good at what you're doing. Um, I do think that uh, one of the challenges for women is I think a lot of us, and that includes me, we've often been a bit in a way socialized to not take up too much space. So if we kind of speak up, we feel like we're too loud or, you know, we don't want to, you know, we might not know all the answers and, you know, we don't want to say something where we don't have like 15 proofs or 15 sources. And I think that's quite different to, um, on average, obviously, but to men and to a male environment where I think a lot of people 
who speak their mind and are quite vocal about their positions. And I think that is really something that I think in terms of mindset, like be ready to take up space, be ready to voice your opinion. I think that's really important. And um, I think at the same time, uh, also finding the right balance between, you know, going out of your comfort zone in terms of maybe being a bit louder than you'd usually be, speak up a bit more, but also kind of creating opportunities for you to succeed without, you know, changing the person you are. Because, you know, if you're more quiet, then that's fine. You just have to like find a way to make kind of your, your work being seen and uh, to make, you know, your work appreciated by colleagues that might be just, uh, you know, louder on average. Right, right. Oh, okay. So you've touched upon, you know, several things here. So first of all, I, I, you know, I really connected with you on a personal level when you talked about your experience of, you know, growing up with your dad, you know, pushing you, doing all these sports and, you know, just having this, you know, equality mindset between, like there are no differences. And what better time to really get this through, someone's head that you were you know that while you're a child right so and I I completely grew up like this too but I mean I've always been loud so that's that's that wasn't an issue I'm always you know also big and everything so and I always wanted to compete at an equal level with the guys so I never wanted people to tell me oh Fatima cannot do this because she's a woman or she cannot do this because she's overweight so I always push myself right so and I think this competitive uh, mindset is also really really healthy uh, into discovering who you are and and just saying to the world okay this is who I am and making them accept you as who you are and some people won't but you know you don't care about that uh, you just you know erase them from your life these kind of person but so this is super important having this competitive mindset and like really thinking of there's no differences right I always say we have one brain you know two hands two feet like we have the same thing right the vehicle is the same so now what is going on inside is your experience, your also the, your strength, your weaknesses, the skills and everything. This is what differentiate you. But at the beginning, if you start by saying, okay, well, there, we are an, on an equal footing here and um, whatever I do is on me. So if I decide to push myself, you know, I'm going to go further. If I just, you know, decide to stay, I will just, you know, keep the same level and, and do not evolve anymore. It depends on your mindset. So I really love that the competitive I think mindset. You also talked about, like, you started to talk about the challenges, right? Of of like being um, a minority, and I, we discussed that a bit in a in a previous conversation, right? Like being a minority, whether you're a woman, a man, black, you know, Arabic, Muslim, whatever, it, it never, it is never easy, right? Okay. You always have to, you know, make space, be louder, and like prove, you know. Uh, more than, you know, if you're part of the, the bigger uh, population. Um, let's go through those challenges. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are the biggest challenges that you've been through um, as a woman wanted to be successful in a man's world? And also, like, what did you have as, um, you know, feedback from the other women too? 
Sure. I mean, I think there's there's plenty. We'll have plenty to talk about. Um, I think particular to women, especially, I think the biggest one that comes up every time we talk to women and also uh, in you know my own career experiences is pay negotiations. So, um, as you know, that you probably know that there's lots of data around the gender pay gap. And um, I'm quite convinced that a large part of this is because women are more hesitant to ask for pay rise. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of a lot of men are usually, I don't know, for whatever reason, but more like, oh, let, let's just ask for pay rise. And most friends I have, most female friends are more like, oh, I'm not sure. What if they say no? How will I be perceived? And it's just also a really awkward situation, to be honest. I mean, I didn't like it the times I asked for it. <laughs> so I think it's something you A, have to get used to, but also just have to start doing. And um, I think that's one of the big ones for sure, where yeah. you can see quite a gender gap uh, in terms of um, you know what people ask for, and um, yeah. I mean, this is this is really interesting because on a personal level, I had this discussion with one of my professor uh, when I was doing my master's degree. Um, as a woman, even if I always say you know I, I'm fearless and I'm a go-getter, you know, and I'm an adventurer, but you know, there is always something in my mind that says, you know, you're not ready or, you know, this is not enough knowledge. This is not enough experience yeah. to ask for this raise or like to go ask for this job. I feel like for as women, we always want to be ready. We always want to be prepared and we want to be like, yeah, comfortable because as you said, it's awkward to go and ask for more. It's like, are you, you know, you can see that I, you know, I, I can get more. So give me more without me asking you. Right. But as you said, men are always, you know, okay, even if they don't have the experience, even if they don't have the knowledge, they will try. Um, and for us women, we always, you know, think more about it. And this thinking uh, allow fear and doubt to creep in, which also, you know, kind of, uh, how do you how do you call it in English? I have I forgot the word, but it doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't accelerate the process. Uh, on the contrary, you know, it just delayed mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, and that's why I think it takes yeah. Yeah, too much time now and too, ma too many initiatives, I think, for women to just ask for it. Just ask and see, even, yeah. you know, if you're going to be disappointed, this is like 50% of the result. And the other 50% is like, you may get it. So that will be, you know, also. Yeah, and also I think, yeah, I think even if you don't get it, uh, at first, and I, I would say my prediction is most women actually get their pay rise when they ask for it, because surprisingly enough, <laughs> that's usually because they're really good at it and they just have asked, haven't asked for it before. But anyway, even if not, then you at least set yourself up to like you've shown what you want and what you want to do. Exactly. And then, you know, your manager can give you, well, this, this and this you would need to work on for me to promote you. And then at least you have something you can work with. Otherwise, you keep being in the like, maybe I'm good enough, maybe I'm not, um, etc. So I think a great um, parallel example kind of is the um, Global Institute for Women's Leadership, which I highly recommend checking out. They have really interesting research. They did research on um, differences between women and men in applying for jobs. And there's some research out there that, you know, um, I don't know the exact percentage, but basically women would only want to apply if they filled, you know, fulfilled every single point in a job application. You know how they have like, uh, what we are looking for in an ideal candidate. 
and men would already apply if they only say fulfilled half of the points right so it's just like that kind of going for it uh, which I think is um, harder for women on average and also this kind of I think you also don't want I think we want to be liked right and that's kind of I think mm. one of these kind of things that go with it you don't want to be you know come across as someone who thinks of them as too highly or whatever it is and I think that we kind of have to get kind of separate because it's like we're after all in a business environment and we know our worth and we should you know we should get right. what we kind of deserve for the work we're doing so I think that's really important to keep in mind yeah I I 100% agree I love what you said about you know um you know just knowing our worth so I think because we want to get all these boxes checked of the job posting is like because we we know we kind of know we're objective with like, OK, this is my level of skills and knowledge. And, you know, I think I'm going to do good at this job. And and that's why I'm going to apply or like, no, I'm missing too much. And I ha I'm just having the same thinking process as you said that, you know, because I'm like you know, <laughs> applying for some jobs. And, and I was like, no, oh, no, no, she it, that's true I'm always thinking like this if I don't have one box I'm like I'm not applying and and it's exactly really I might yeah. have nine <laughs> and I'm not applying because the tenth I'm not using you know <laughs> it, it's it, it's crazy it is crazy that's true and you said also another important thing is we want to be liked that is so huge I think um can we go deeper into that? Like, um, mm -hmm. okay, what is your idea of, okay, we want to be liked. Okay, what's the reason? Is it the fear of rejection or just, you know, our kind of like mother instinct or I don't know, like how are yeah. we different from the men? I mean, I don't know. Personally, I mean, this is not very well founded, but from my own experiences, I do think that throughout, especially throughout childhood and in, I think a lot of cultures, um, but I mean, you know, to different degrees, obviously, but I do think uh, women get raised a bit more like, oh, you have to be nice. You have to look nice. It's, uh, you know, I mean, if you look at popular media, it's more about what, what a polit female politician looks like than the actual policies right. she does. Um, so I think, you know, there's still in society those kinds of values around women of mm -hmm. like being kind of the uh, pretty and quiet one in the back rather than kind of having their, their own ideas and going forward with that. And I do think that is kind of part of it, that it's um, to a certain degree the way we are being raised, um, that you want to be the nice one and you don't want to say anything wrong. Whereas I think, I don't know, for some reason, boys make those experiences much earlier of just saying something and maybe it turns out wrong. Oh, well, tomorrow's another day. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think we need more of that mindset. And I, I struggle with that too at times. And then I'm like, no, you know what? Like, I'm allowed to make mistakes. Um, but also I have an opinion and I have a well-founded opinion and then I should be able to say it. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. Yeah, exactly. I think the, there are there are more positive than negative of like just saying your truth because also with well thought women uh, and like highly educated women, we don't want to like be rude or like we don't feel like being rude is you know it's a waste of time anyway. If you're not yeah. a mean girl, okay? <laughs> if you're not a mean girl, if you're like you know a number 
person. Yeah, you don't want to be rude. You don't want to cause problems. So you're like, you know, have a healthier, you want a healthier atmosphere at the, at the workplace. And I think that's why we need more women, you know, at, at like higher positions for sort that than men, because we care more. We, um, yeah, we care more. We want, you know, the best for everybody, you know, not yeah. only for ourselves. And yeah. this makes a huge difference, I think, in, you know, in companies um, and, and then in society in general. So th this this is the reason why I'm excited that more and more, more women are, you know, being educated in, in Africa, in Northern Africa. Actually, 80% of universities are filled with women. So the next, wow. you know, brain power will be definitely women. So that's super exciting and see how it goes yeah. for these societies. But yeah, 100%. I think for us, we need a kind of reprogrammation, uh, you know, mm -hmm. reprogram the mind of like going out of this growing up as being the nice, the quiet, you know, like, you know, the well-dressed and uh, women than just, you know, going for it. And if you have something to say, always say, you know, just say it. Um, yeah. Because you know that it's, you know, it will have a positive impact at the end, right? Yeah. So it's not saying something just to say something is, no, we're saying Definitely. something that matters. Mm. Exactly. And I think what's also important, and I think that's quite an interesting conversation that's at least happening a lot in Western Europe at the moment, mm -hmm. is around... Um, you know, it, we don't need women to change necessarily. We also need to make our workplaces more friendly to both genders and right. to different cultures. So, I mean, it's not like we want to raise women to like be overly loud and talk, you know, talk over other people. I mean, it's not, it's not around that, right? It's just like that the environment at the moment is quite in a way male. And so in order to kind of be heard, sometimes you have to do that. But also there's more and more push uh, within um, European economies, at least, to kind of be like, well, but also, you know, there's some aspect of what they call toxic masculinity in workplaces. So, right. you know, kind of signaling I'm doing long work hours or, you know, I'm always like signaling how well I'm doing and that they do want to change that. And it should be, you know, coming from both sides, the change. Um, that it's like, you know, you might not need to be the loudest in the room to be acknowledged for what you're doing. 100%. And I think that's kind of a culture change um, yeah. within the companies. And that's obviously takes longer. But I do think that's important to keep in mind. I don't think, you know, I don't think all professional women have to adjust to being like stereotypically male businessmen <laughs> in terms of their communication style. Exactly. I think, yeah, communication and like dressing also, like, and, and, and the mindset the, um, we were talking with Hala. She's, you know, a common friend. This is Hala introduced me, actually, <laughs> uh, Eva. And uh, so we were saying, uh, we were saying about men and women relationship. If you're a woman that is a, a leader or like that has, you know, a higher position, you, I mean, we just want to make some things right. We don't want to be men. I mean, exactly. okay we, we we still are women we want to stay women right we don't want to be men we don't want to take the role of a man we don't don't want to take the their position um it's just that as women we came in a package and we need to accept the package right uh and and then there is this communication going on with men that needs to be like kind of um reassure them in that sense like you know we're not trying to be men or like, we don't want to be more powerful than you we're just you know want to be like 
just who we are, you know, <laughs> in the workplace and, yeah, and exactly. take it. You can be a, a quiet woman like you or like a loud woman like you, but just, you know, it's take me as I am especially on the professional on the professional side it, it, normally it's supposed to be more objective right because you're based um you're judged on your skills right and your experience um but on the personal level i think just knowing yourself knowing your values knowing your strength it, it it's all about self-awareness and then how you communicate that to people around you also i think that's that's super important Exactly. And I do think also it's like, to me, it's a mix of, you know, stepping up in the right moments. So like, if it's important, you know, you might have to be, you know, out of your comfort zone and saying something more loudly, especially if you're being talked over. Or if you, you know, what happens a lot, what we've heard from a lot of women in our organization, for instance, was, um, well, you know, I present ideas, no one really listens. And then someone else presents the same idea a day later, like a man, and then mm -hmm. everyone like claps and cheers for it kind of thing. Okay. And um, so I think it's like uh, using the right moments to be like, nope, I'm not fine with this. And I want my work to be acknowledged. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that I do have to do that 100% of the time. And for instance, my current um, workplace, it was really nice. I was talking to uh, one of the women working there and she was like, well, I feel like, you know, I, I just don't like public speaking. I don't like speaking up. So I feel like, you know, um, I'm, I can't progress. And we were all like, well, but that's not what our workplace is about. We're about, you know, we, we see that you have great ideas and you don't need to present them in front of 10 people all the time. Right. We see the great work you're doing. And um, I think it's also, if, if you feel like that, just having kind of an open conversation with your manager, for instance, mm. and be like, look, I'm, you know, I, I don't like speaking up as much, or I don't like doing this or that, which seems to be a cultural thing in the organization, maybe even, mm -hmm. and just having an open conversation, because I think that really makes you be seen and heard by the person that evaluates you or that can then support you. Because I think sometimes you'll be surprised how many managers actually really care and are supportive if you tell them, you know, what you're struggling with at the workplace. Right. Yeah, uh, yes, of course. I think this, like, again, fear of, like, bothering someone or, like, you know, saying, oh, no, this is not going to be important or already, you know, deciding of the outcome, even if the situation didn't happen. I mean, yeah. people stop doing that. And women especially stop doing that because it doesn't help you and it's completely wrong for your own, you know, well-being anyway. Um, so we talked about the mindset. We talked about the challenges. Let's talk about the, the resources that you have, that you got from your experience to manage all these challenges. Like, what do you do so you don't, you know, get crazy at the workplace <laughs> and still be successful? Uh, sure. I mean, there's different things. So I think working for the Women in Economics Initiative is a great thing because you're working with so many strong women and so many women that face the same challenges that you, you know, you feel a lot more understood and supported. Uh, you also see that people um, face the same things you, you face. So the yeah. same challenges. Um, and sometimes also, to be honest, like if I hear the first time that someone tells me that they're being talked over or that they're giving admin tasks while their male peers are, you know, getting more challenging tasks, then like mm -hmm. that also makes me want to change that more actively. So I think that gives me some power in terms of, um, 
being a bit more upset. Right. Um, and I do think, um, so we have a series of events online at the moment, for instance, where we present the work that women economists do. And I think that's really inspiring. And you can see, well, you know, that's, that's something I can do too, or that's something right. women do. So I really think just like listening to other um, fellow women professionals is something that can be really inspiring and you feel really supported by it. Environment is one third of your, you know, overall success, whether it's like professionally or like your well-being. It's so important to be surrounded by the person that are like-minded or just that gonna push you in the right direction. And uh, I think for women, because we, it's so still rare, right? To have women, for example, in uh, economics, you, you just gave us some stat or like just having um, women leaders um, that we're still a minority. So, you know, we're stronger together, right? And, and being also with people that are going through the same situation is that you can, you know, have a conversation with them and just share, you know, your experiences and learn from that. And as you said it, you will realize that you're not alone in this fight. You know, it's not, it's not just you. <laughs> It happens to yeah. almost all women. And it's really, as yeah, I can understand that is, it gives you some power of like knowing, oh, well, I'm not alone. And, you know, knowing that this women uh, dealt with this situation, you know, gives me like more tools in my tool belt to use for my own life and my own experiences. Exactly. And I think the other thing where I learned a lot for my um, job and career-wise is I've just had always some uh, very close uh, male friends at work who then, if you're, you know, on a good friendship level, you know, they casually mentioned that they either just asked for pay rise or that they asked for something else. And I was like, you did what? Like, mm -hmm. really? And then you kind of see, well, that's what others are doing. So I should probably do the same because I think I do at least the same work or, you know, if not better. So I think that's also something where you can kind of, if you, you know how other people behave in your work environment, right. you can kind of see, you know, is there something I'm missing out on just because I didn't ask for something or mm. because I didn't do that one presentation. So I do think, you know, having some uh, close male friends can really also make you more understand how things work at your workplace right. and then decide, do I adjust or do I try and uh, make the workplace adjust, if that makes sense. Exactly. I mean, It, it, I think it um, works in both ways. At the beginning, you have to adjust. And then when you know, you know, where you're at, I think you can, you know, shape and form the workplace to your own exactly. thing, needs, or at least try to do so. You know, you will not lose anything if you're doing so. Um, you're not a whistleblower <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. So you can, you can try for sure. So trying, uh, just, you know, saying out loud what you want. Um, having male friends, uh, communication, communication, knowing your workplace, like how, you know, politics work, or like how the environment works. Um, and then, you know, take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. did, did I do yeah. a right summary? Yeah. And I think one last thing on that. Um, I do think it's important to, if you are progressing, to not forget that. So I've experienced, I've been reading a lot and doing a workshop on unconscious bias which um, is, you know, not just to related to gender, obviously, but also uh, minorities or, you know, there's so many areas where unconscious bias is uh, like important. But that really made me think like, I 
also sometimes underestimate a woman or I underestimate someone from different groups. So I think, you know, I think that's also really important to keep in mind that when you progress, do not leave kind of everyone else behind. Um, yep. And that doesn't mean favorism. That just means actively evaluating what kind of stereotypes you have or what right. kind of, uh, you know, biases you have up front, whether you're kind of fair to everyone, because I think that's something that a lot of people sometimes say, oh, I can't be biased. Like I'm, I'm a woman or, yeah. you know, um, or me also men saying, I can't be biased. I have like that this many female students that, you know, <laughs> work on right. a PhD with me. And I think that's just not true. And it's not something, it doesn't make you an inherently bad person. I think everyone has these to some degree, but it's really important to, you know, actively evaluate this and to then also take the right steps to kind of, when you see that you kind of, push fellow women or fellow minorities, encourage them and, you know, to kind of give them also an idea of, you know, what you learned and give them some ideas of what, you know, you'd suggest. Um, so I have this one friend at work and um, she's great. And she she's literally sometimes going like, well, by the way, I think you and you, you should ask for pay rise because she knows it's such a big problem for women. So she's right, just really right. awesome about it. I'm like, this is so good to hear from someone who's higher up and who, you know, encourages you actively to do that without you even asking for advice. Mm. Yes. Each one, teach one. As, um, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Denzel Washington uh, is one of the motivational speech that is somewhere in YouTube. So each one, teach one. A hundred percent. I think you really, add, thank you for adding this, this, um, uh, this amazing piece at the end, because I think it was also a reminder for me um, 100% we all have stereotypes. I mean, you know, if you <laughs> were in a city or like, you know, in a village, you're watching TV, there are stereotypes everywhere. And unfortunately, it's somewhere, you know, on, on your, you know, conscious and subconscious. And, and um, so that's why I hate saying, you know, oh, French people are like, or, you know, oh, women are like, you know, this, I hate make making generalization. Because for me, I know, like, like, who am I to, do I know, like, all women and all French people? Well, I, you know, <laughs> this statement is false, so I can't make it. <laughs> no, but it, it is so true. I think, yeah, I love this piece of advice. If you are in a position of, you know, learn something or you're seeing an injustice or so, something that is, you know, that can be improved, uh, 100%, you know, sharing it. Uh, because sharing is caring. I love this sentence. It's so true. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I also think just like, I was really shocked once I had a um, a fellow student, a woman, and uh, she was saying, oh, because we like people got into the PhD. And then there were like, I think, three women and the rest is men. And she was like, well, I mean, the women only got in because they were women. And I was like, wait, what did you mean? And it was like wow. a woman saying that it's not like that's a, you know, a, a male thing to say necessarily. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, why do you get that idea? And I was like, well, this goes based on grades. It's not like, you know, and I think seeing that really made me think about, you know, the kind of the idea that some people have also around positive discrimination, where it's like, well, you know, you don't just implement things to push people no matter what. It's more like people are disadvantaged or have a harder time to get into certain positions. And then you want to kind of level the playing field but it's not about like advantaging it to one side or another right so I think that's also important to keep in mind um, exactly yeah yeah yeah. exactly 100 percent um understanding the context 
um, exactly. of, 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 yeah, what you say and like what you do a hundred percent. I love it. Okay. It's <laughs> really, really great. Great conversation, Eva. Anything that you want to add um, for women to smash it in a man's world? Like if you had one advice to give, what would it be from everything that you said? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> And that's a tough question. I love it. <laughs> Um, I would just say be proactive and also don't never feel um, afraid of asking for advice. Like find someone you know and ask them about it, no matter who, no matter from which background. Right. But if you have a question around something, look for someone because 100% someone is going to have the same issue that you have or went through it. And I think it will give you so much A, support and B, also ideas of how you can improve and challenge yourself. I love it. Be loud. Be like Fatima, <laughs> your coach now, <laughs> but only when it matters. This is, you know, the input of, of Eva and I love it. You exactly. don't have to be loud all the time. You know, well, you, you look, can if you if that's you, right? But you don't have to consistently can, like change it's, yourself. It's too that's exhausting. It's too exhausting to be loud all the time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, um, You said that, um, or we said, I said, when I introduced you um, and you talked about your initiative, do you want to tell us more about it? Like a few words about it? So yeah, people know? De definitely. Um, so I think uh, we're quite a young organization. We were established uh, a year and a half ago. Um, and so we're, well, continuously evolving, obviously. But so we have kind of three main pillars. So we want to inform about gender inequality because we were like, there's still not that much information around economics in particular, how mm. unequal it still is. So we actually just launched our Women in Economics Index of 2020 that um, tracks gender inequality across all continents. Um, so also split up by continent and by area, where we just look at the share of women in leading positions. Um, then we want to obviously connect. So we're starting a peer mentorship network where we can connect, uh, you know, um, people that uh, have questions, et cetera, and also just want to facilitate kind of a wider dialogue. Um, and then the other big strand we do is empowerment. So we want to highlight successful women economists. We want to give them a platform. Um, we're interviewing uh, women that we find very inspiring or, you know, that have done research on something. And for instance, currently we're working on a section on intersectionality with other organizations because we want to highlight that, you know, um, especially I think in, in Europe or Western economies that, you know, right. feminism shouldn't be white feminism, but it should be a feminism for all women. Yeah. Um, so we try to kind of empower all communities and everyone. Um, so, you know, we have a variety of kind of empowerment strands, but it's a lot about highlighting either issues or successful women economists um, to kind of uh, show what great things we're doing in econ and in the world. <laughs> right, 100%. I mean, they started to make these movies about women, you know, participating in the space. You know, I loved it. I, we just need more and more um, 
cultural and knowledge and examples that feeds you know the idea of this is happening you know this is this yeah. is happening and it needs to happen more because it's good for the society so it's i mean 100 that's amazing the job that you're doing um you. if you're a woman in economics listening right now <laughs> and you don't know <laughs> the initiative go and check it out yeah sign amazing. up we have a newsletter <laughs> exactly get the newsletter we're gonna share anyway all the links and everything um if uh people want to reach you ask you a question do you have like social media anything yeah so i um well so i think you can definitely find me on linkedin via okay. my name and yeah. otherwise also you can just uh, write me an email to eva so my first name at womenineconomics.com so um that should also do Um, yeah, looking forward to any kind of uh, feedback or new contributions. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eva, for your time, for your knowledge, your experience. Um, you definitely were an inspiration today uh, for me on a personal level. I love Thank meeting you. people, making things happen around the world because there nothing happens without action. And that's why I'm going to push everybody that listens to this episode to take something that we shared and apply it to your own life. Because if it stays in the podcast or if it stays in your head, you know, well, it doesn't matter that you listen to this episode or like a thousand hours of podcast episodes. Um, you have to do the change. And it starts with you, as Eva said. Everything starts with you. And uh, and yeah, so the more people awaken, the more women, women uh, awaken and just, you know, talk about their issues, challenge, you know, stereotypes and cultural um, stigma. I think it's super important that we do that because this is the only way change happens. Right. So I want to thank you again. And thank um, you so much. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I will let everybody know um, your information and where to uh, reach out <laughs> to you. Okay. Perfect. Thanks so much. You're Thanks welcome. For me. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this new episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, yeah, it's really, really inspiring to meet women uh, like Eva. And again, I want to push you to just, you know, do the work yourself. It starts with you. Um, do not forget to um, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. And I'll see you, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Bye. Here we are. Thank you for listening. I hope you had fun and can leave us some feedback. And remember, life is about having fun and being as healthy as possible. Well, we hope so, basically. We appreciate you and have an amazing day. And we'll talk to you very soon. Bye.